All right, ladies and gentlemen, family and friends, welcome back to the DJ Life Podcast. As always, bow, 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 bow. bow. That was it. <laughs> All right, we're here. What's up? We got Eric. Welcome back to. This is the first one of the new year. We're back in oh. 2023. First one took a cool. couple weeks off, of course. Fuck yeah. Uh, Rick, as always, Eric. And tonight we have Kristen on the podcast with Ooh, us. Yes. The female with glasses. It's not the dude with glasses. For oh, I, I forgot. Sorry, Eric, dude of glasses over here. <laughs> Stealing my shine, Kristen. Yep. But full of. Full of feminism over here. Full of femininity. All the feminine vibes. Fantastic. Me too. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) Um, So, Kristen, we'll dive right into it. Where are you from? Orlando, Florida. (laughs) Are you still Orlando? Where are you at right now? Uh, I'm in Orlando. So, well, I'm sitting in my townhome in my office in my brand new townhome, which I'm so excited about because it looks like what everyone's used to seeing, and I finally got it up in ready so like yay you do have a good backdrop going very so. nice very nice as always yeah um so you're in orlando uh your company is in orlando you yep. have a bunch of shit going on i don't even know all the shit you have going on honestly yeah i definitely have a lot like i probably only share maybe about 30 percent of the things that i have going on yeah well i'm gonna grill you until we know 100 percent tonight let's go fantastic so we'll start with the dj stuff tell us about your dj company yep so our dj rocks was started 10 years ago um Ooh. it honestly was just supposed to be like me and figuring out okay i love this dj thing let me make some money doing it and uh, it'll be the bridge to wherever I'm supposed to go next, which in my mind was supposed to be this like, you know, luxurious on the top floor uh, suite in New York City because I thought I wanted to work for an ad agency when I grew up. Mm-hmm. And that quickly changed into uh, basically 10 years later, I'm an all female DJ multi-op. Were you a DJ um, before that? What? Were you a DJ yes. before that? Okay. So yep. you've like always been a DJ kind of. Yep. So I started actually DJing in college. And while I was doing my internships at an ad agency, I would DJ and bartend on the weekends. Gotcha. So Um. funny story about this. You'll really appreciate it. In my head, I thought, okay, I need to make the most amount of money possible in the shortest amount of time because I was taking 12 to 15 credit hours every semester. Mm -hmm. I was doing an internship, which was either two to three days a week, I was bartending at night and DJing on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I can't go get like, you know, a nine to five job because it doesn't pay enough. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to be a stripper, but (laughs) you don't have to do that because (laughs) I figured out that I could DJ instead. (laughs) Fantastic. Fantastic. That is really funny. Luckily, uh, I did not have to go that route. It's just a joke, guys. It's just a joke. Hey, so. And if you, you had, say it's a if joke. If you had power to you, sex workers are people too. You say it's a joke, <laughs> but like literally I had two DJ friends that were girls in college and literally they were like contemplating that. They're like, should I go strip instead? <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Okay, let's get back on topic. <laughs> no. Um. No, DJ really, like through college though, DJing really is, if you can get paid for it, the best job in the world. Because like you said, you you know, you can work one day a week, you can make your entire week's income in that one couple of hours, and then you have all the time to go do all the drugs all week, you know? Sure. Yep. I, everything matters. It's college. <laughs> Come on. You're cool. Come on. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So. I was the goody two shoes. Like I was the one holding back the girls' hair when they were puking at the parties, and like I was the DD. Gotcha. I always have twerked, but like I was always the good girl. <laughs> like I would party till four a.m., but I would I would butt in seat yeah. at eight a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I was the good girl. Yeah, that's good. Where'd you go to college? Uh, University of Central Florida. Gotcha. Cool. Awesome. So not ne- not necessarily a party college, but it was a good time. Mm-hmm. I actually. DJ'd a wedding this past year for a couple that went there. They actually had their wedding up here because their family's up here. That was a fun wedding. They had a rave hour. Awesome. 10 out of 10. That's awesome. Um, now that our football team is like half legit, it like people like notice the school. It wasn't as good when I was there, so football wasn't as exciting. Mm-hmm. I don't know nothing about it. Don't but know nothing. Back to the DJ company. So 10 years later, later, you guys are monstrous. Keep going. 
I would say small but mighty. Like we literally just did our first wedding showcase of the year this past weekend. And, you know, a few of the people on my team were like, yeah, I mean, we are we are mighty, but we are like small and mighty. Um, How many you're all female. How many DJs? So we have seven of us now. So pre COVID, that number was like 12. Uh And then there was lots of people that like did career changes. Mm -hmm. So we've got about six to seven of us right now still working on hiring and training. Mm -hmm. And then we also just launched the Onyx part of our brand last year. So we have RDJ rocks, we have Onyx and we have photo booth rocks. What is Onyx? What is Onyx? So if you kind of look at like all the brands as a whole, RDJ rocks is the model that um, we basically train DJs from the ground up, right? Um, so these are DJs anywhere from they just started until I mean, they've been doing no. it for as long as I have, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Onyx was started because we needed another model. We needed a model to be able to manage the DJ who had experience and doesn't want to manage their own contracts anymore. So it's a different level of experience that that brand brings to the table. In addition to, we also needed a brand that we could um, subcontract out entertainment or also production. So Mm. is, is our DJ rocks a higher price point? No. Similar just, price point, just, different, just different, model. different models. No, Onyx is honestly a lot higher of a price point. Um, and it's just because like normally the type of clients that we get for Onyx is, okay, they know of us because they worked with us here and now they're having an event in Texas and they want to bring us to Texas. Or like gotcha. they know us from somewhere else and then they're flying us from here to there. So it's it's kind of like the all over thing, you okay. know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you said you have, uh, our photo booth rocks one, and this is just me. I know a lot of people do it to where they have like two brands like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to do, you know, Dow Oak photo booth or whatever instead. And it was such a nightmare just trying to build a separate brand instead of just like tacking it on and building the one for me. Um, that's one of my biggest regrets is separating it out like that. Um, but I did see your seminar. I think is it DJ collective in Arizona, maybe, um, about building websites and branding and all that shit. So I know that you were like super on point with that. And maybe that's just like my weakness or something, but, um, that was really tough. That was really hard for me to separate it out like that. Why did you separate it out? So I will say that like 100% it is really hard. Like even with Onyx, like this one has been a little bit of a challenge because there's pieces of it that are really um, undefinable to like the public. Mm -hmm. And it's not really a brand that I am going to mass market to the public. It's really a referral based brand. Um, So that being said, for any of any of you listening and struggling with launching another brand, I get it. For me, now opposed to that, when it comes to the Photo Booth Rocks brand, I wanted to be able to directly market that to a clientele that had nothing to do with RDJ Rocks. So, for example, um, some of the events that we do for Photo Booth Rocks are corporate and convention. So, Orlando obviously is a huge convention town. And so, let's mm-hmm. say Dell is coming into town and they're having a five day convention and someone who's exhibiting, they want a green screen booth for six days in their trade show booth. Mm -hmm. Well, the RDJ rocks website doesn't speak to that person Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at all. Even if I were to create another landing page, it's like, if they get too far sidetracked, I've lost them and I'm not speaking directly to them. So my solution to that was I'm going to create a dedicated website that literally talks to that person. Right. And thus photo booth rocks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the the approach I took is definitely the lazy approach. There's no, that's just the truth of it, you know. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, in the end, all we do is fucking iPad booths. You know, it really is just like a side tack on to the DJ thing, trying to get our rates up. Um, well, cool. Um, that's, yeah. Genius marketer I'm, I'm taking, we're talking to here. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I think show. every seminar I've ever seen you give was on like website building and marketing in general. Well, that's your um, background, isn't it? I mean, I'm, I'm, I sit pretty comfortably in that without having to do any research or like, you know, heavy homework. I mean, so, you know, talking about the whole schooling thing, I got my degree in, um, advertising and PR with a minor in marketing and 
a sub minor in education. So everything to do with creative and branding and like all those things, it just is a little burning fire inside of me. So it's just, it comes easily to me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that makes sense why you're super fashionable in that case. You're a creative. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's why you have cool glasses on right now. But so do I. Don't let me fool you because I just bought very fancy glasses for the first time. Uh, they're not Congratulations. Chinese. Thank you. For real. Uh, it's an upgrade from the uh, Chinese website I've been using for years for $30 glasses. And now I have some designers. And they're I, I wouldn't say that makes you creative that you went and just spent money for designer glasses. I mean, you didn't like. I didn't say it makes me creative, motherfucker. Well. <laughs> anyways. Anyways. Um. So Rick said you were moving or something. Are you moving sometime soon? I'm all always moving. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> well, like, okay. It's so a future thing. This may, we may be having the conversation about me buying my townhome. Is that what we're talking about? Potentially. I don't know. Uh, we, so we read a list, uh, apparently there was like a, oh, we should talk about this and that, uh, list. Um, yes. And I'm trying to resort back to. The one that's coolest to me is all the things that you do with money to make more money and therefore is all the other things that I'm assuming you do outside of just these companies that you run that are kicking ass. Yeah, we probably should talk about those things. You know, considering that is my favorite thing, I would like to do that as well. So let's do that. (laughs) What all do you do? What are all your streams of income? And then we'll dive into... We'll that is a these. really great question, Eric. I am glad you asked. Cha-ching. <laughs> <laughs> that is the correct question, my friend. Fantastic. Um, so obviously it started off with me DJing as my stream of revenue. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I kind of want to simplify it because whoever is listening, we don't know what age of business or career they're in, right? So it was just me as a DJ. And first and foremost, like you have to save your money. We can't just get a paycheck and blow the whole damn thing or or what I'm about to tell everyone is not going to work. So then it got to the point where, you know, I had really great humans that were like, I want to do what you do. And I'm like, okay, let me train you. So obviously I created a multi-op. Then another opportunity came about where it was like my clients continually asked me like, can you do a photo booth? And the answer was always no, until it became, I'm just going to do this myself because at the time there was not a lot of photo booths weren't really a thing. This Mm -hmm. was 2000, I think 11 or whatever. Um, And there were maybe just a few small companies in town and that was it. So then we had the photo booth stream of revenue. So in general, that kind of created the brand of RDJ rocks. Mm -hmm. So then outside of that, obviously I had my salary. Um, And then what one of my goals were was, okay, out of any profits that I could possibly get, which it took me freaking forever, um, probably year six or seven, irrelevant. I was like, okay, I am going to take this profit and I'm going to buy rental properties. And so in my head, I was like, okay, if I get anywhere between one and 10 rental properties in the next however many years, it can bring X amount of income Mm -hmm. that could eventually replace my income with the company and then do whatever I want with it. Mm -hmm. So um, at this point, now I have two rental properties and I have my salary with my company. And obviously I still DJ. So I've got RDJ rocks and then I've got my rental properties income. Uh Um, And then just recently I made a really boss move with the help of my CFO Um, when it was time for me to buy a townhome to live in because I wanted to keep my rental properties just rentals. I did not, and I was done living in an apartment. I was like, I need to buy. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So what we ended up doing was when I bought my townhome, I actually had um, my company finance it. So they're the mortgage holders, and then I pay the company my mortgage. So essentially, instead of paying the six or seven percent interest rate that the world is charging right now we charge the minimum of what the federal government allows which i think is like three or four percent so personally i'm saving seven hundred dollars a month on Mm -hmm. interest but every bit of that money just goes right back in to the account plus four percent interest over the course of 30 years so Mm -hmm. it's like you can do the math yeah so yeah well i mean you have you'd have to have a huge company bank account for that to even be possible 
Well, almost. So I think what I've learned in that process is you can, uh, you can do a private mortgage through a direct lawyer or attorney. The loan amount maximum can be $250,000 in the state of Florida. I don't know about any other states. So mm -hmm. depending on your down payment, your loan amount, my maximum was 250. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you, what's the yes, percentage you to your business on that? So just to, just to clarify, basically the business had the funds and basically is the bank for you. So the business yes. is who basically shelled out the funds to purchase it. And then you're paying back your business. So therefore, like you clarified, all the interest is just going towards profit towards your company. Yes. I needed a little more clarity on that just in general. What? So, you know, if you had taken the mortgage out without the business as a middleman, you'd have gotten, like you said, like seven percent, something yeah, ridiculous. kicking the balls. Nuts. It was literally ridiculous. What? Because you did it with your company, what is the difference? Um, I price. think it ended up being, um, I have to pull up my mortgage note. But I wonder I think why like, that is even, you know, like what the fuck? What do you mean? Why, like, what? why would you give a better rate to something else, you know, like to a, a company instead of a person? No. So as the bank that loans the $250 for a mortgage. Okay. So here's what it is. So I, I, I don't know everything to do with like lending and mortgages right now, but <clears throat> what I have learned in this process is the federal government sets a minimum interest rate that mm -hmm. someone has to charge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I literally could probably Google it right now. Like, um, minimum, min, minimum federal interest minimum, rate. Minimum, Wait, minimum. Chris, just to clarify, did your business go get a loan for the house or yeah. no, oh, the business I is, that's what yeah, you yeah, were yeah, saying. yeah, I, yes. I, I thought you were a little off there. The business literally is the one giving her the loan. Yes. So it's up to the business to designate what that rate is going to be. That's why there's a different rate. It's not a bank involved. It's no, the company is her new bank in, in a way. Clarify. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I understand. And so, and like I said, you have to have a huge company bank account to make that possible. Yeah. So like, right. don't That's blow your money. Ten, right. 10 years in. I understand. I was under <laughs> we the, got a bankroll. The confusion I was saying, <laughs> I was thinking that you still pulled out some kind of loan from the company and then still funneled it through you. I, I follow now. I'm being I stupid. don't think you can even do that. Well, you probably I mean, could. why not? I don't know. That's if, why that's if why for some reason LLCs they gave companies the better mortgage rates, then fucking why not? You know, but, but I I feel you. Okay, uh, cool. Well, that's Well, very... I don't know if you could hold a mortgage on a mortgage though. Yeah. No. I, I fucking I You could create an LLC and have the LLC buy the property, but then it couldn't be your personal residence unless you were paying a rent back towards it. Either way, you still have to have the cash for it. Yes. Right. Either way. Yes. Correct. Well, that's cool. That's super smart. Nice. The whole yeah, mortgage so, and loan world is very complicated. <laughs> well, and you know, the, the most wildest thing is that, you know, it was literally, guys, like three to four hours every week that the mortgage broker was like, okay, now we need all of this information. And so it it was, this time around was honestly the most complicated submission process of getting my information like for example like i had to write a statement Th this is the the, the the most minute things i had to write a statement to prove or to verify that the company van that the company had been paying on for six years was in fact the company's and not mine so they could deduct it from my ex monthly expenses and i'm like guys I can give you every tax return for 10 years. Like, why are you at, like just, and, and then the, the kind of final straw on this was, it was probably five days before potential closing. And they were like, um, okay, we're going to need to see uh, your PL statements through quarter three. And I was like, well, I don't even close the books until September 30th yeah. and then it has to go to my bookkeeper then it has to go to my accountant and like closing is next friday that is not going to happen in in four business days and i was like what's going to happen if it doesn't happen in four business days they're like you don't close oh, i picked God. the phone to my cfo <laughs> and i'm like this isn't going to fucking work for me like 
So that was that was trying to get an actual loan through a bank. Yes, was, was the so this, hassle. Yes, and so at this point we were like, "What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Like this is so dumb. Like there's there's you know enough money from cash reserves that like if you pulled that for a loan and it, it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt the operational bank account. So like this is the direction we're gonna go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned CFO. I'm always curious on structure. Um, so do you function as the CEO and then who else do you have on like your board at the top? So I actually was just visualizing this, um, the other day. So technically speaking, I'm CEO and COO, and then I've got my general manager, Casey. Mm -hmm. And then I also have, um, my sales manager, Jenny, and then she's got one sales assistant underneath her. And then underneath Casey, we have our warehouse manager slash logistics. So anything that leaves the warehouse with regards to like production, lighting, or photo booth, Shadow handles that. And then off on the uh, underneath the CEO branch, I have Jerry, who sometimes I call my business manager, sometimes I call my CFO, Mm -hmm. but he's basically over finances. So like if I'm like, hey, I need this really complicated spreadsheet to tell me a statistic for the last seven years so that I can make a decision like he does that Mm -hmm. or like he'll help me make investments or be like, hey, I want to purchase this Cadillac. Can I do it? Like stuff like that. Uh Uh-huh. So he's a quick, a QuickBooks like professional practically. Yeah. He <laughs> handles all of the sales tax. He handles, um, helping me strategically, you know, look at our finances. Um, and he does all the taxes. Nice. So he's got a for CPA all, for, yeah, for all the businesses, for the DJ business, the photo booth business, the real estate businesses and personally. Damn. For a numbers dude, Rick, you, sh- you got to hang out with her. <laughs> she she's on another level as a uh, a numbers wo- woman dude. I, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on year three here, man. Chill out. Hey, that's what's up. You I got, got seven more years you to got get there. Seven years to keep catch up, motherfucker. <laughs> well, and here's the thing: like I, if I look back at my timeline, like this this really and truly and honestly there was like my first one to four years it was trial and error i'm like i don't know what the hell i'm doing Mm -hmm. i don't know how to manage i'm a shitty actually manager because like i'm hiring people and then they're gone before two years so i'm like obviously something's wrong with me i'm either not training properly or like like i can't keep people so like what's the problem Mm -hmm. um you know and then i would run into okay well i need to pay them more okay well i'm not charging enough so then I have to like, you know, look at what are, what are we even worth? So it was like, it literally, it was, yep. it was literally that game, um, you know, for a few years. And then I would say probably year four to six, um, I was like, okay, I guess this is like legit going to be my job and I need to figure out how to run this business. And so I was like, okay, I need to pay people like a rate that they can pay rent and live off of. It's not just a side money. You know what I mean? And I need to be able to keep them around for the long term. Um, and I wanted to build the business to the point where like it could be like if DJ, if, if someone was as passionate as it, as I am about it, it could be their full-time income. I mean, we all know what the cost of living is. So what does that look like? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and I also wanted them to be able to have health insurance. So there's a lot of costs that go into that. And so we just had to start charging appropriately. Then once I figured all that out, I had to be like, okay, am I making money at the end of this or like what? Uh So then it it took me about two years to figure out how to make money. Once I just kept paying people (laughs) then fucking COVID hit, but that's a whole nother story. Um, we got but time. yeah, we'll like there. <laughs> we're gonna leave COVID out of the podcast for twenty twenty three. Yeah, that, that, please, one, that one doesn't count. COVID out of fucking everything. That's one of the questions in the chat. But we'll fuck fuck oh, you, whoever asked Lord. that. I'm just kidding. Did someone ask it? Literally, it did. Literally. Anyways, so yes. Anyways, um, so you're at the point now. Great bankroll every single oh basically quarter coming in, and now you're taking money, putting into rentals. Um, what kind of rentals are you buying? Are you buying like townhome rentals? Are you buying like individual properties, duplexes? So this is where I need to really figure out my new game plan because the first two were basically um, tax deed sales. So okay. basically that's where, you know, every mm-hmm. county um, and, and I'm 
I mean, I'm honestly waiting for it to happen again. I don't know if it'll come back around. Um, but a tax deed sale is essentially where, uh, let's say that um, a property is paid off for whatever reason. Maybe they've lived in it for 50 years and something happens to them. Or let's just say maybe it gets passed on to somebody else in the family and then they don't pay taxes on it. If there is a property where you are literally not paying um, county taxes on it and mm -hmm. there is no mortgage, the the county will take it from you period it's not yours anymore mm -hmm. then what they do is they sell it on their monthly or quarterly tax whatever sales yep. so it literally is wholesale so there's a whole world out there where people's only job is to buy wholesale and flip paper mm -hmm. um so the first one that i got was a tax deed sale so basically i show up at the county website uh, or the county office, and they're like, okay, parcel number, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the DJ voice coming through. <laughs> so, so literally, it's an auction. Yeah. So that was my first one. Literally, walk downstairs just like you go pay $40 for your driver's license or like, you know, whatever in the little booth where you got to pay your thing. Uh -huh. I'm here. Here's the money that I just, here's the thousands of dollars. And they literally, this, they gave me a receipt like this big. That's how I bought that. Like, there's no lifelong. Yeah, yeah. Eighty page. It's like here's the receipt to your property. Where did you and I'm learn? Like, where did you learn to like anything about what you're talking about? Like mentors um, or anybody? I have to give credit to two places. Number one, the book Rich Dad Poor Dad. Okay. Okay. And and for those of you who don't know me, like I grew up in a very, I didn't grow up around money, like half my life was in a trailer park. So I'm like, I just can't live like this. So I had to go learn it on my own. Mm -hmm. So number one, it was that book. And then number two, um, one of my girlfriends, um, the guy she's married to, I used to work with him in college when I was bartending and he was like, Oh, I'm going to do real estate. I'm like, what does that even mean? And he's like, well, I'm going to flip paper. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, what does that mean? And so he literally would do flips like that. He mm -hmm. he literally is a wholesaler. That's awesome. So I learned it from Ethan and I learned it from Rich Dad Poor Dad. Shout out um, to Ethan. My second property was similar to that. My third property I bought as a wholesale. My third property I didn't keep as a rental. I literally renovated it and flipped it. Um, and that one was, you know, I'm on a couple of wholesale lists where wholesalers were literally just email me. Hey, I've app. got this property. Yeah. Like here's what's wrong with it. Do you want it? Well, when that happens, they're literally like, okay, the price is this. There is no mortgage. There is no whatever. You show up with cash and they yeah, literally flip yeah. the paper over to you. That's yeah. it. Mm -hmm. That was very long-winded. Was that helpful? It was. I always like hearing about someone that's actually doing it. I've done, eh, like in the research world of doing that sort of stuff, probably like 60, 70% of research into where once I have money to do that with, that's where I'm going to be going. Um, probably not going to be doing the deed sale stuff. I saw about that, but um, it's really cool stuff. You know, the TikTok and Reels, I swear, I like watch them that come through. And the things that these people are pitching in 10 seconds that you can do with money are so wrong. Just a little side thing. I, I, I see people like, you want to make money real quick? Just go to the deed sale thing, find these and pay their taxes. And then you get the property. And it's like, it does not work like that at all. I mean, it really doesn't. And I think the other thing too is like, like you can really get yourself in a hole with real estate. Like if you don't know what you're doing, mm -hmm. like Dude. every single time I've ever done it, I have set a budget of renovations, oh, but like if you got to go, but, but the problem is, is that once you rip open the walls, you, you, you don't know no what idea. you don't know. Yep. So you have to assume, okay, there's mold in the entire house halfway down that you can't see. Mm -hmm. You have to assume there's pipes from the 1970s that they completely replace. You have to assume that the roof has gone bad or there's a leak that someone's covered up because it doesn't have oh, good wow. upkeep. Like you're talking like fifty to a hundred thousand dollars and stuff you can't even see. Yeah. I had that wonderful buying my house. There was a leak that the previous owner had covered up that got discovered and literally the whole entire wall, thankfully in the garage was completely rotten and everything had to replace the whole entire wall, had to get the roof fixed because they didn't put like a flashing piece when they replaced the roof. They didn't put a flashing piece in the corner. So it built up water and went right into the fucking <sighs> past it. Now yeah. the, the other thing that I have seen that is really genius with real estate is when you get to the point in your DJ business where instead of renting, 
you have your, you start a new LLC and that company buys the building that you're going to house your business in. And then your company pays that LLC the rent. This is some high level shit. I just I just go see <laughs> see that's something you can actually do in terms of a business to a business. But I've heard you've probably seen the thing where it's like just create an LLC, buy a house, and then live in the house and pay the rent to the LLC. That gets a little hairy in certain states well, in certain. Well, what would be the well? What would be the point of doing that? I can't remember exactly what it is. To be honest, I think it's a tax thing. I think it's a tax thing. Can't remember. Now I will tell you I haven't I, I I haven't been ready to look into this for about five years, but um, uh, both of my rental properties are in two separate LLCs. Mm -hmm. I think that there is a real estate Roth out there, and what that is is when those accounts, because they're just getting what you know, twelve hundred dollars a month in rent, right? Yeah. So when when one of those accounts when the cash gets to the point where it can reinvest in another property. Mm -hmm. I think what I can do is I can open a real estate Roth. I can buy the real estate with that LLC in that Roth. And then the person who's renting, the rent goes back into that Roth so that literally there are no, it literally is your Roth. There are no taxes. Instead of like right now, my rent coming to me, it's mm -hmm. income. I have to pay taxes on it. But if there, if if you buy a real estate property in a real estate Roth, don't quote me. Who knows if it still exists? It's been like four years. Yeah. But then essentially, it it is your retirement Roth. There's a. I've never heard of that term in my research. Real estate Roth. I'll have to look it up. It, I don't think it is. Like I'm gonna see if I can Google it on the side. Real estate Roth. It. it mm, Mm, self-directed it might be a maybe self-directed um uh, it's again it's been about four years because like i was on the path and then like the disease of the world happened and so everything got thrown off but it might be a self-directed roth Ooh, is a is is there r-e-i-t investing for your Roth? when you're talking about income you're talking about the cash flow on top of the all the expenses from the property that you're getting out of the rentals right I think I think so. Say that yeah. again. Your 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 the cash flow you have after all the expenses on the thing. So you get the rent in, you pay all the mortgage and all the expenses to upkeep it, and then you got your cash flow at the end, and that transfers to your bottom line for your yes. net profit for the year. But if it stays in the Roth, it's not quote unquote yeah, income. If on it's your in taxes. a if it fits in an yes. investment account, technically, yeah, there would be no taxes on it. Yes. And well, it, and actually it and and hold on now that we're going in this direction I think it is the self directed because if you think about it what is a Roth or an IRA well, it's an investment account that literally like they invest your money for you correct but if you if you have a self directed one you could decide I think but if I remember correctly a Roth is after tax money an IRA is before tax money. I think so, Roth, yes. Which, yeah, you, which yeah, Roth, Roth pay tax up front with a Roth. Roth is you pay taxes out front because that's what my 401k sitting in is a Roth. So. And then when you draw it. So whenever, when you draw it out, you don't pay taxes that's afterwards. That's just what it is. That's yes. the big thing. It grows tax-free. Correct. But also think about it this way. Let's say, for example, like I have real estate property one, two, three, right? And that's its LLC. Every, every bit of rent minus expenses that that gets, Kristen has to pay literally federal income taxes mm -hmm. on that mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. Then I could take that money and do whatever I want with it. Mm -hmm. Now, aside from that, if I have a self-directed Roth, if the rent is coming into the self-directed Roth, Kristen is not paying federal taxes on that. Mm -hmm. Yep. She might be paying like investment taxes or some crap. Anyways, I could be half wrong on this because it's been about four years since I looked it up. But you have but to pay the taxes before you put the money into the Roth. So yes. in the end, you're going to pay... I don't know if there's a difference, but something. I, there might be a loophole. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. Know. We should all look for there the things book, that are given to us. There is a book called Tax-Free Wealth, and it is exactly about everything the fuck we're talking about. And there's a lot Boom. more to it. Yes. Uh, Guys, we'll have it in the show notes for you. <laughs> it is like how to legally fucking fuck the government with taxes, but they want you to do it. So it's like okay. something. So what you're doing is it, you're creating affordable housing, right? Yeah, you are, all... you're creating affordable housing, which is good for the government. So they create all these tax benefits and whatnot to aim people 
to do shit like this. There's a million and one tax loopholes you can utilize and all of them well they make them on purpose yeah all of the tax loopholes that are out there are loopholes because they benefit the government right okay they benefit the society is it called tax-free wealth by tom wheel wheelwright yes okay i'm gonna add that to my amazon card yes it is a very long and boring book but it is (laughs) good it is really good knowledge and everything you're saying is like this fucking book oh god someone does crypto stocks and bonds Crypto's rough right now. Oh my god! Dude, I, I we need a honestly, different. I can't talk about that, but I do know people who know crypto and they did well. And I'm like, I don't get it, dude. I can't I, talk about crypto or stocks. Yeah, right now, I got, stocks are also not doing well. I sometimes I wish the person who had originally come to me and was like, "Hey, check out Bitcoin, crypto, blah blah blah." I wish I had just fucking fought them right then and there. Like How's just your, beat uh, the shit out of them, moved on. <laughs> it'd have been fine. Do you still do you still own your mining rig? Oh, you got rid of that asset? Yeah. Bro, Okay, Eric, if you could literally do all the wizard shit that you do in DJ Event Planner, you so could have built a crypto machine. I uh, had, he did. I had a, he had a big Okay, operation. so then there it goes. <laughs> yeah, I had one the size of the room I'm sitting in. But... I never understood that. And the only thing I got into with stocks is the... Um, the app Robin Hood during COVID. So oh, if I God. wasn't watching Tiger King, I was on Robin Hood and like oh, Tiger King was ten episodes. <laughs> I know, but it's just funny. It's funny it's in a time capsule. So like I had to say it. But uh yeah, no, I I lost that, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. No, crypto I mean, I, I've got my shit. We'll see. One day it could turn out. I'm just sitting on it, but whatever. So um it's just not rewarding. Honestly, the money, let's say it, it flipped and it went up to whatever it needs to and I make a shitload of money. It's not rewarding. Like, I make enough money. Like yeah. It's a, ga- I'm, it's I'm a good, huge gamble. But it's it like is. when I make a bunch of money off of the DJ world, it's, it's like exciting. this big, I feel good about the money I've made and myself. Crypto, you just fucking You're rolling landed nice. red. You know what I mean? The nice part about a business is there's all sorts of numbers, and all the numbers add up and make sense. And if you adjust the numbers with doing things like increasing marketing or increasing your margins, they make a difference. And you can track that difference, and it's exciting to see those differences of your rewards year over year of what you've changed. Yes. Crypto, you're literally putting money in and saying, it's, come on, baby red, come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like fucking gambling. And any anyone who says otherwise is like going, I don't, I mean, you're wrong. You're just wrong. Yeah. Like you can say, oh, this and that, but I've I've done the research. I've I've been, I've agreed with you at times and I'm not agreeing with you. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. Crypto's fucking whack. I don't, Anyways. I, just, I can't wrap my head around it. Yeah. And oh, there's it, nothing to wrap your head around. That's the thing. You can try and understand it all you want and it's irrelevant. Like well, you, you, as you play as the you, smart moves based on this information and that it's fucking bullshit. It doesn't matter what that information was. Cause it's doing something you can't predict. The only thing here, you, here's what I've always said and you can't take a you can't take a house from me. You can't take a property from me. It's so like physical. it may not it, like if there's a list of investments that like when you know we all save money when we're DJing and blah blah blah. Where can we put it? Like you literally can't take a house from me. Right. Like mm-hmm. so it 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 it's the safest bet. And so that's where I was like, let's go. Now I got to figure out this music thing because I recorded music and we'll see if I can make money off that. Yeah. I so I was the last about, time I was, I was about to say uh, <laughs> we we've talked about rentals. We've talked about you got a town home and everything now and the businesses. What the only thing I know that we're missing, unless there's other things <laughs> hidden underneath that eggshell, is uh you're recording she's a country music. You're recording star. a country <laughs> music career yeah. that's so a, taken a, off. A quick a, a quick what we're saying, you, she just randomly decided she's going to make a country music album and made like a legitimately like professional studio Went recorded full-length album. Mm-hmm. It was, there's no shortcuts taken. Am I right on that? that there was none at all. Yeah. Um. But the last time I talked to you, I thought that you said that you were done with that for some reason. Yes. Well, yes. So we, because uh, I think we t- we talked in November. I think. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. November. Yeah. yeah. Yep. We talked in November. So the the album is done. So it's a full EP. There are um, five originals, and then I'm going to release one cover song. And so now I just got to figure out how the hell that world works. Mm-hmm. Good luck. So like. Are you trying? Are you trying to figure that out, or are you? Yeah. I mean. Just- yes. 
Yes, but like obviously with everything we've talked about, like there are a lot of things on my plate and like I've gotten to the point where I'm like there are some times where like I don't want to work until midnight. Mm -hmm. So with, you know, engagement season and and convention season and, you know, everybody beginning of the year meetings with all the employees, like I really have not been able to time block time for mm -hmm. the music. Mm -hmm. Luckily, like it's all recorded and it's all done and like we're good. Um, now I just have to figure out, okay, now what? Like um, I'm signed up with publishing. So like if, if anything does come in, at least there's that because you have to be signed up with a publisher. And now at this point, you know, before I start releasing anything else, I really want to figure out, you know, maybe one or two things like, um, the thing is, I don't know what I don't know yet. So for example, yeah. when I first started my DJ business, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So now it's the same thing all over again. Um, and so there definitely is going to be many trips to Nashville this year. Um, you know, I, I've started to kind of like mingle with you know music writers and producers who are kind of in that world to kind of you know i, I don't want to pick people's brain because i know what it's like but like you know if you just if you put yourself in an environment you start to pick up on the lingo or like okay that's what i gotta do or like oh okay i need to pitch this song to playlist because mm -hmm. that's how this world works now and like oh okay i'm gonna need to schedule a showcase and like have the band and like okay, that means I'm going to need merch because like you don't get paid if somebody listens on Spotify. Like I'm going to get paid by going and singing it and selling merchandise and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't necessarily want my music to give me my income because I really, really love writing it I and mean, I love creating it. Unless, it's, it's, it's sort of like your passion project you're working yes. on. Yeah, I was going to say, unless it's like a one in a million, no offense, like your music could be fucking great. I've never heard it. No, sorry I know. again. But yes. come on. You know what I mean? But like you're it, a successful well, businesswoman. For, for you all, to compare to your other income, like, come, you know. I mean, I mean it, it's literally starting all over. Like I've literally spent 11 years in this business. So of course it's going to see some level of success. So yeah. um, I, I don't really have, you know, mighty expectations. I'm just going to keep doing what my heart tells me to do with my music and where it takes me, it takes me. If mm -hmm. there's money to be made, there's money to be made. If not, like, I feel like it is the one place that like, and this is maybe just like me putting my own, you know, fears out there, but it's the one place that like, you can go F yourself. You can't judge me. Mm -hmm. Like, but the funny thing is, is like, you could totally judge me if you hate how it was produced. If you hate the <laughs> instruments, if you hate how it was arranged, if you hate the lyrics, but like, I don't care because when I'm singing, I'm putting my heart out there. So you can't mm -hmm. judge my heart. Yeah. So where can, what, what is, what do they need to search for on like Spotify to go check out your music? Yep. So uh, it should be at this point on all streaming platforms. There's one song that's released and you can search Kristen Lee as the artist. Gotcha. So go check it out. I know it's on Spotify. So go check it out on there. Check out all the plays and everything. What are we missing in terms of other aspects of income that you have on the back end or anything in the future works that you're working on? Yeah. Have we covered all of her revenue streams? Um, I mean, there's a small little other revenue stream that I probably just like pocket all together. And that's anything that's like, you know, meetkristen.com. So that would be like, you know, if I'm getting paid to speak or if someone, Eric, we were talking about this beforehand, wants to pick my brain. If I get a text message, yeah. absolutely. What's it regarding? Here's my acuity link to sign up acuity. online to pick my brain. You and know, it's, I fucking, what's acuity? I've never heard of that one. Acuity? acuity? It's yeah. It's it, you go is ahead. it like Calendly or what? What is a cute? Yes, similar. Okay, yeah, right. it okay. is exactly like Calendly. Okay, so that's basically, all you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so you can basically assign that meeting a yep. dollar amount that someone mm. can pay. Yeah, it, it's it's not like a massive. It's like it's it's my fun money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's the weekend's dinner. It's I mean, it's honestly, literally. you're buying me dinner if you and, if you do that. And you might not agree, and that's fine. But it's my I'm gonna put a price tag on this so you guys fuck off sometimes because I just don't always have time to let you pick my brain. And I trust me, I'm I'm like a very social butterfly. Like I want to talk to you. I want to talk to everyone. I want to be your friend as long as you're and nice. And can to me. I? I want to like put my little stamp on that because for anyone who has never 
actually met Eric in oh person oh, like yeah. online he is this like funny sassy like Asshole. no f's given <laughs> thank you for saying it but like literally the first time that like we were in the same vicinity you literally walked right over to me sat right next to me and you're like hey i'm eric i heard you had some questions on djp i can help you <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh my god so like he's that's, actually a cool human that's funny <laughs> all right I, I think i know so but, so but exactly like the thing is is like i i do want to do that shit but if there's a hundred messages like you, i know I just, you well, know what i mean and, like so and I put let a price me tag on let it. me kind of soften up and make a and kind of put your statement in a more like nice pretty little bow Thank, yes do that so like Eric wants to help absolutely everyone and and so does all of us. But like when you're running a business and, you know, you are uh, in a marriage or you're in a relationship and you've got kids and you've got family and you've got all these things that nobody can see online. It's like if I take myself away from either a my family or b my business, something's got to give. And that means it's got to be replaced by money. So there has there, there almost 99 percent of the time has to be a monetary value assigned mm -hmm. to like the amount of lunches I have to. And sometimes it's just exhausting to pick my brain mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. it fucks and your hair up and it's really literally. nice. So like, you know, mine, you know, too. I mean, I have a lot that, of spray on it that right like now. in an emphasis. If anyone's listening to this and has wondered why I've stopped posting as much as I do on YouTube. That right there is a great reason. It's literally the definition of why. Yep. Business is growing. I bought a house. I have a fiance. I have a dog now. Like Rick is the busiest person I know. Like Rick is the one person that I know can have lunch any day of the week, but I'm not going to text him because he's probably doing some random bullshit. That's and you know like uh, more important. Well, you, and you know if you text me, I'm probably going to be like. I'm going to make it work. Yeah. I'm going to be like, yeah, you, sure. I'll make it work. But and like, you're like doing good stuff. Like all my other friends and people I know, they're, they're like, playing Xbox. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if they're not at their day job, which is cool if that's like your thing. But Rick is a busy motherfucker for sure. Okay. So I have a question then. Yeah. Like speaking of like, okay, you're going to play Xbox instead. My brain immediately went to, you know, there honestly has been, I'm going to tell you two times this week where Someone has called my phone and I'm like, I'm literally on my Peloton. Like I can't answer or Ooh. like I'm about to go do yoga. Like I can't, this is me time. So like how I almost feel bad. Cause I'm like, I'm in a meeting. I can't. So it's like this stigma of like, how do you tell someone like I'm working on like my mental health right now or like I'm doing shit just outside anything. of the office. Yeah, like, you shouldn't even have to give an answer. Honestly, I know it's you just, shouldn't. this is not currently work time and that should be enough. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know because I, I literally don't do that. I, 24 hours a day, if if I get an email, it is like a text message. I'm responding one five one to five seconds later. You know what I mean? Um, zero minutes later. It, well, I have it set up on that, my phone to be a text message, basically. Um, but that's Eric. Eric is so fast on responding to stuff. It's almost like inhuman. Like, I'm a very, like... I see pretty much every text that comes in, but like yeah. I'm thinking about what I want to Rick respond is the slowest or if texter. I want to respond or <laughs> Dude, what. Like, in my mind, I got to analyze. And then I'm like, do I yeah, got to check an, the calendar? And then like, if I do, I got to check the DJ event planner calendar. And then I got to check my personal calendar because like I'm almost at my social battery limit for the month of May. So like, can I really <laughs> take that on? And like, yeah, I mean, I have pre-saved responses, but um, That's and there's, and there's only so many, like if I type AQ on my phone, it's going to send it, it. That is a North Carolina lead that is asking for some kind of response. Right. Oh, and all okay. it does is say like, Hey, let's hook you up with Graham. The, here's a link to set up a call with him, blah, blah, blah. It's like all personalized and stuff. And I know that's AQ on my phone. And so I can, but oh. I can do it immediately. Okay. Do you link that through DJ event planner SMS? Uh, so if, if, if they, it depends. So technically the, the AQ thing is a, a hot key on my phone. You know how you can save yeah. the yep. whatever. So if that message came in through DJ event planner, SMS, I'm going to follow the hyperlink, log in and hit AQ and then send. It just Got depends it. Okay. on where it came from. Um, but I can still do that in less than a minute very easily. You yeah. Know? Um, 
And I have, you know, maybe 12 or 13 different responses, but it covers everything. Um, but someone has to do it, and it just happens to be me. So, Sounds like you have it pretty automated at this point. You have cues for everything. Weird. 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 The automation like, thing. Why would he have it yeah. so automated? Who, I don't who'd know. know. Who to thunk it? <laughs> but, it's but, almost like he owns a website called like automateyourdjp.com or something. Yeah, a must-have for yeah, all good professionals. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right this is a little side plug but like if we can hit like a thousand subscribers on this channel so that we actually get this monetized we're buying like a stream deck with like fucking like audio cues so we can be like <laughs> sounds good sounds good i'll press oh, the button god that'd be funny as hell um, let's do it let's do a, it so this could be another stream of revenue for you guys it would be great that's the goal that's that's right I now it's just the, the connections thing like you know, know talking to awesome people like you yeah i, I just, love you guys i just do it because it's fun it's that, just a, it's a way to get it's, it's a, a way it's a, to get out of the house yeah. and away from the baby and the fiance. It's a relief. It's <laughs> so a relief. Here I am. Um, fuck, what was I going to say? Oh, super quick. Uh, the reason I became a DJ was because I was making music at the time. And I was like, oh, I need to get a job that I can just make all my money on the weekends. And that was what I was doing. I was I wanted to be Skrillex, basically. Nice. Um, nice. And I was. Are you Skrillex? I'm do not. You, do you uh, have any like music on Spotify? I do. I have a fun oh, do you time. really? Yeah, I have a shitload. <laughs> um, Can you DM me the link to all those? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. But uh, I used to do a lot of electro swing and a lot of uh, just remixes in general. But anyway. That's cool. Um, I wanted to do that, so I became a DJ, uh, paid all my bills with like you know one or two days of work, and then through the week I could play the drums and uh, make remixes. Um I just I, I didn't say that earlier and I wanted to and then Rick so, so, interrupted me. Yeah, you're welcome. So everyone everyone <laughs> needs to go like DM and message Eric and be like, Yo, where's your music? Yo, where's your music? You Yo. know, actually when I when I'm in a very heated argument, not me, but like if I see a heated argument on Facebook, sometimes I will plug my SoundCloud link right there. You don't just plug like automate your DJ. I do like, that you too. Do, like, yeah, I do that the, too. That's the that's one I see. One, like, one or the other. It's either my my website for automation or my SoundCloud. I just appreciate <laughs> that like you screenshot these and like post them again so everyone can <laughs> laugh at what you're doing. <laughs> just in case you missed it, I was funny on Facebook today. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i love reading these two people are like arguing over evoc or like rcf or ev whatever and then eric's like automate your djp <laughs> all right well <coughs> so oh we got Lord. a couple minutes left let me scroll through the chat i did quick. see a question related to and it's probably you got two different businesses now but w2 or w9 employees Ooh. Okay. So I started our DJ rocks with W nine. I moved them to W two in 2015 or 16. Mm -hmm. Um, and honestly that was just because I'm, I, 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 I didn't, I couldn't admit it then, but I can tell you now I'm, I can't let go of control. Mm -hmm. And like, I wanted to be able to train them. I wanted them to wear what I wanted them to wear. I wanted them like everything needed to be like on break, like in, on in my head, the brand is more than just the website. And so in order to do that, I, my CFO was like, bro, like they are not W9. Yeah, you have to make them W2. Literally. What's uh, Onyx? Uh, Onyx, right now we have, uh, we have three perform, we have three DJs and they are all contractors right now. Cool. Um, and then the secondary question that person asked was uh, percentage or flat rate? Um, Just what is the pay structure? There's like, no yeah. way it doesn't start with a flat rate. Well, and go from it, there. it's well. Do you have a set amounts for everything, or do you do percentage based for everything? So basically, everything is a flat rate. Like yeah. um, our DJ rocks. All the DJs get a flat rate, and everyone um, is based on experience, how long they've been there. Um, and then, I mean, there have been a few negotiations where they were like, this isn't going to work. And I'm like, at a certain level. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. It, it, I mean, a newbie's not going to have negotiations. Well, a, new, you, you a newbie can like, negotiate all you fucking want, but here we go. Right. I got you. Literally. <laughs> um, and then um, Onyx is the same thing. It's it's the flat rate. It's like, hey, I have this gig. What do you, what, what, what is your rate? And that's sometimes the question. And sometimes it's like, I just know that for four hours, this person is X. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
Cool. Those are the only two questions I saw in the chat. That, or the only it was one question with two questions that. Yeah, I scrolled through. And super I and, quick, I, lo- I, and I liked it. Um, and they use W four contractors. It's they get a W four at the end of the day, or it's yes. W two. W two. Uh, now, I, I I also I'm not opposed to at a certain point in time doing a percentage, but. And, and here's what I've learned. The biggest thing I've learned with the amount of DJs that I've had is everyone is different. So there is not one size fits all. Mm-hmm. So if there is someone that comes to me and says, I'd rather make a percentage, I would be like, okay, well then let's dream up what that looks like. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. opposed to that. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it's just whatever works for the DJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I switched. I used to be all W2s and I actually switched to 1099s. Uh, Usually it's the complete opposite of that as people grow, I feel like. Um, but I've actually tried to uh, backpedal on so much control kind of thing and uh, let Jesus and take think, the wheel. And, oh, Jesus and, definitely has taken the wheel for shit. me. Um, also so that I can drink wine. But um, I think that's another reason why Onyx, like Onyx exists for a, a few reasons. And that's honestly one of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't need to be in full control all the time. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Agree. So, uh, let's see. One little question to wrap it up, I guess. If you had to give, and it's one of those traditional questions, if you had to give any advice to other people listening that maybe just started a business or have been in their DJ business for a year or two and they're trying to grow it, what's one thing that you've learned through your success that probably they should do as well, I guess? Ooh, okay. I'm or one an, thing I'm, you failed that or should be you learn from that a don't do this. So I'm going to give you actually two answers. To this I'm going to say figure out how to have enough self awareness to know what you don't know. There was a point in my business in year three or four where I was like, dude, I don't know if this is a good idea for me to manage this kind of money. I'm going to go blow this. Like this is not a good idea. And like I was around enough entrepreneurs who had been doing this for so long that had zero savings. I'm like, there is no way. So again, know what you don't know and then hire accordingly, whether that's, it doesn't matter, hire accordingly and people who actually know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Second thing I would say is it doesn't matter how much money you're making. It doesn't matter if this is your side hustle right now and you've got a full-time job or if this is now your full-time job and this is your first year where you've booked 50 to 80 events or this is you've done this for three years and now you're hiring your first one no matter what stage you're at like sit down and legit like understand what amount of money is coming in and what amount of money is going out so that literally you can put aside money every single year it and it doesn't it literally doesn't matter how much money you're making you've got to put money away because that's what's going to help you build in two three four five ten years from now agree agree you th- would you say it's all rich dad poor dad what you're saying <laughs> all of um the- well so rich dad poor dad really talks about like the four different qu- quadrants of money mm-hmm. um and so that can really start to get your brain kind of turning of like okay where is my money coming from and like okay if i've got my full time so think about it this way when i was right out of college and i was working at the ad agency djing was on the side so i had my full time money djing was my side money okay so that's two quadrants mm-hmm. of money so then once I went out of that and now a DJing is my full time. It's like, okay, what well, what is going to be the extra money that comes in? You know what I mean? Mm. And so eventually that, you know, there was, there was a few years where I was like pinching pennies. It's fine. We all go through it. Um, but eventually it got to the point where there was profit in the business. And then that was like, okay, that's the money that I can use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really good book by the way, if you've never read it. I feel like that's like one of the book any entrepreneur I've ever met has fucking read. Um, one of There's like three or four of them, but Rich yeah. Dad, Poor Dad is top tier for sure. I'm I'm terrible when it comes to the books. I literally have not I read can't a book. Re- I honestly am the slowest reader you've ever met. Audible. I'm like, duh, oh, good, okay. duh, duh. But audio books, I can have someone else read me a book all day. Okay, then this is what you should do. You should go down this, download this app. It's called Headway. Oh, wait, it's not loading. Hold on. Headway. Uh, it, it's called Headway. I don't know if you could see it on the screen. It's the middle one. I can't, it's blue cool. and yellow on the bottom. And basically, you can go look up any book in the entire world, and it will either give you A, the cliff notes, and if you don't want to read it, she will read it to you. 
<laughs> it will shit. literally it will literally just give you the points of the book that you need to know. We said that we talked about this on the last podcast, but yeah, there's Cooper. an app called Blinkist, and it is, uh, you know, a, it's the it's same only self help books. So it's only books like that. It's not. Oh, like Oh, I can Potter's only read on those. See, I watch trash TV, and I have to only read self help books. Got you. Well, if if anyone listening is. Fucking Did you download stupid it? Stupid, like I am, and can't read shit. They will sum up the book "Rich Dad Poor Dad" and every other self-help book you've ever heard of into Cliff Notes in twenty minutes. They sum up twenty minute. Cliff have you notes. have you used this in, in the last two weeks since we've? Yeah, done? I actually meant to send you a screenshot earlier, and I will do that. Oh after yeah, the Blinkist, Blinkist. Yeah, I need. It's like eighty-five bucks a year, and it's worth every fucking penny. Okay, well, I might have to look into that because I'm. That's like one of my goals for twenty twenty two is actually to get back to books yeah i have not read a book since i left college there's a there's a list and I that's have. like bro four years zero books ever bro, books you, you i don't have, believe well in that. i don't I, believe I, in I, organic, I can i can consume a books. shitload of youtube <laughs> video content and podcasts so i just don't i don't use literature in any way i i and use that's okay heavy. i was just so it's about just a different say, type i was just about to say like i'm not going to ridicule you as long as you're consuming some sort of like actually good quality content to keep learning. Yeah, I, I'm a huge YouTube person. I love watching videos day over day in terms of like all the people on there. Like someone mentioned in the chat, Dave Ramsey. I got some feelings about him, but um, people like that. Grant Cardone, all those guys online that I can learn. Okay, hold on. The biggest question of all is do we <laughs> all need to go start an Amazon business and sell a product? That's really like... I can't believe no one has asked that. That is literally all over TikTok. I, right, I am right. like, I, I almost so here, feel like I should go I buy have, some sort I of organizational. This. Like, I did this. I went down this rabbit hole in 2019. I learned Amazon FBA, FDA and all that. Researched the product, had a product, put down money on a product. I put down $6,000 to get a product over here. It does not pay off as well as what they say it does. It is Why? A, it is a gamble and a half because you're you do don't personally market the product unless you build a following and can market the product. So you have to pick a product that you think is going to actually. And there's different ways. Like there's Amazon affiliates, whole separate thing that some of these people are doing where they're like, here's the top Amazon products, and they're getting a commission. Oh on yeah, those. yeah, totally different. Di- totally different. This is Amazon. F, um, was it? What's the actual term? FBA is it? Uh, for whatever the fuck it is where you actually are shelling out the cash, finding a vendor in China, purchasing the product act bulk, having it came to an Amazon warehouse and then selling it. I think it's FBA. It's you're playing a little bit of a gamble because so many of them are already established. Um, There's a lot of companies already out there doing it. So I had a really good product to use. I can't remember exactly what the fuck it was because it failed so badly. Um, but anyways, I still have products sitting in my Amazon that has not sold. Um, okay. The other thing that I just other thought companies of have surpassed me in terms of their search out marketed you. Yes. The other thing that I was just thinking of, um, as far as like extra income is like, I have heard people have success with like buying a property and Airbnb being it. That's mm-hmm. another thing. I believe that I- works. I also have, um, there is, I, it may, I don't know if it's just a state of Florida thing. Um, it's probably all over the U S but it's called section eight housing. And Mm -hmm. so like, if you buy a property, you can go through and get approved to be a section eight, um, landlord and section eight housing is a program that the U S government launched where if someone is in a transition, why are you looking at me funny, Eric? I'm not. Oh, that must be the camera. I looked at Rick funny. Oh, because I'm right. like, dude. <laughs> yeah, he rolled his eyes at me. What? Oh. <laughs> because I was shaking my head. He's like, oh, really? You know this. <laughs> <laughs> this is where he would awkwardly put in automateyourdjep.com. <laughs> right. right. Anyway. See, see, this is why we need a soundboard with automateyourdjep. Yes. <laughs> okay. Anyways, there's section eight. Um, and then what else was I going to say? Um, well, and my DJ Jenny just We're talking Jenny about side said, money, right? We're talking about side money, right. yeah. Being a stripper. Uh, Hey, listen. Hey, oh God. I actually need to stop by the strip club. They owe me some Every, cash. I'm not listen, even joking. I, sometimes I'm like, I don't. 
the, the thing they do when they go up on the pole and then their legs are like open and their like that. butt claps against the pole. Fan. I'm like, I right. don't even know how you do that. That is so much upper body strength. Like, yeah. I like to leave it as a mystical, uh, can't be fathomed thing. You know, <laughs> then it's just as good every time. Well, now we're all sidetracked. But anyways, those are two other things here. <laughs> I d- uh, the Airbnb one, it sounds very promising if you have properties in the like tourist locations. Yes. If you can get properties in tourist locations, hell yes. I think that's a great. Um, otherwise, I think rentals are better. Depends on where yeah. you're at. But- I may think about when I go back and forth to Nashville or Tennessee, like Ooh. when I get to the point where I'm ready to buy, do I buy something in an area that I could turn into an Airbnb so that like it's mine part of the time yeah, and like, then I could also rent it out because yeah, like I'm a cute ass designer that's yeah. the that's the beauty of Airbnb is it's more flexibility when it comes to yes. when you want to use it versus when you want it out and about correct because like and I'm I'm all here for like all the decorating like follow me Kristen for more decorating tips <laughs> I mean look in her backdrop right there you got like all oh, kinds of fancy throw oh, pedals and a little fake is that fake real plant oh, that's fake because oh, I okay. kill everything I have a brown thumb oh, okay oh. <laughs> That's the cute little fancy little script letters on the back yeah. there. It's got my it's got my lovely Excel logo up there. Oh, I can't even oh. see that. There you go. Cool. Yeah. This is all my concert stuff up here, my albums. Mm, okay. Anyways. Okay. All right. Anyways. Um, where, where can we find you on social media, everyone listening? At Meet Kristen. M-E-E-T-K-R-I-S-T-I-N. At Meet Kristen. Follow her on all sources. Instagram. Do you have a YouTube? Follow me for more tips. You know, you have a you don't have a YouTube, do you? Uh, yes, I do. I don't update it very often, so sorry. It's kind of 2021. I only found the RDJ Rocks. One. Yeah, RDJ Rocks has a lot of content. Yeah, yeah, as it should. I mean, marketing one on one. Anyways, um, thanks so much for being on the podcast with us. Um, I enjoyed the time here. This was fun. Uh, learning about investment ideas for everyone out there when you start cash flowing and making all kinds of buku bucks out there. Um, but anyways, um, Eric Mazgill, as always, uh, we need to find our next guest. By the way, all right, like, we, we'll, we'll do I, that. I don't have a next guest lined up yet. Anyways, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, Kristen, any final words? Just boss ass shit. Yeah, that was a good. <laughs> that was a good one. Ha, you know what? You know all those things you wanted to go do? Yeah. You should go do them. Yeah. Yeah. Stop what you're doing right now. Go do that shit and make some yep. money. Amen. Anyways, guys, thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you guys on the next one. And I'm going to keep rambling until I can find the button to press. And. Bye.